Wake Up Willie Podcast, we back. Black Excellence, you know how we doing this on the on the show, man. So we got another one of La Vegas on in the building, man. We had Coach Willis on not too long ago. We had Coach Clark, um, probably right in the beginning. So it's only right that we bring the head coach of the boy uh, of the boys basketball team here as well. I love what we got going on. Went to the regional quarterfinals. I think it's probably like two years straight, but you know, but like with the exception of COVID and all that. But you know, we got him here. Tell the side of everything. We'll have a basketball conversation. So if you ain't really into basketball, you probably just skip to about the 20 minute mark of the episode. You know, you just fast forward, do what you gotta do. But this is my man, my bro, Dub C, Will Cartwright. What's happening, bro? What's happening, bro, man? I'm glad to be here. Glad you had me on. Absolutely, bro. So, um, y'all, you do a lot of interviews during the season with the uh, KWTX and all that? Yeah, man, we do quite a bit of them, man. Uh, that was something new to me, you know, being yeah. young. Uh, I knew it come with the job. Uh, so it's uh it's new it was new at first, but I got adjusted to it and uh okay. and I ran with it. It's pretty it's it's pretty cool, especially as a kid when you think about those things. You know, I did a couple of them when I was a you know, a player at La Vega, but <clears throat> just thinking about going from a player to a coach, it's it's been been pretty cool, so can't uh, complain on it. All right, really, man, so Point I'm trying to make is it, gonna be super comfortable here. It's gonna be like a little, you know, barbershop type of conversation. So most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, man. So let's go kind of talk, kind of go talk about the current, you know, NBA climate right now, man. So I feel like the NBA was kind of like the weirdest season right now. Like, what what you feel about? You got Curry not in the playoffs, Bron getting bounced the first round, man. Like, what you feel about the NBA right now, man? Man, that was a it's a quick turnaround coming from the bubble. Um, I just I felt like that it was going to be some guys that get injured and it was going to take a while for them to get back in their groove because, you know, they in the bubble, what, in August, somewhere around there, and then mm-hmm. jump right back into it in November. That's It's almost like an overseas uh, year for them, you know, and so they you know they had to get adjusted to it. But I'm, I've been excited about the other teams, you know, man. They just – a lot of young talent, uh, Tatum, uh, Spidey Mitchell, uh, oh. Book, yeah, I mean, Book going crazy right now. So I've been, I've been excited to see Michael Porter Jr. Just you know, a few names like that. It's 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 cool to see uh, the transition of the young stars. I mean, because at some point, yeah, you know, Steph's gonna be gone and LeBron's gonna be gone, and so we're gonna have to watch these dudes when they, you know, 29, 30 years old. So I've been, it's been exciting to see you know how those, how their games are transitioning and competing with the the, the top tier superstars. That's what's up, man. Like. Um even with Chris Paul, like you know, he, I feel like he getting still getting better right now. He damn near forty. Yeah. He's like you know, like I feel like every team he got on, he, their team has went up a notch. Yeah. You know, if they won in the playoffs at all, they went to the playoffs. Yeah. If they was in the first round of the playoffs, they went to the conference finals. With yeah. The Rockets. You know what I mean? So talk, kind of talk about Chris Paul, like his leadership. What you? You know, every every coach wants a, a guy like Chris Paul because yeah. he he. You know, he can get under the, a lot of people's skin. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows how to push that button. But the thing is, he's a leader and he's a competitor. And uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for him as, at the position that he's in with the Suns. And I felt like he should have got some MVP votes because, I mean, and I don't know the last time the Suns been in the playoffs, but it's been a while. And so, uh, I mean, he just – he was that piece that they needed and they've been rolling here lately. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if they can get all the way there. But it, I'm, I'm kind of hope I'm kind of rooting for him, you know what I'm saying? Because like I, I said, Devin Booker is, I mean, I've always liked him. Even when he was in K- Kentucky, he was kind of the 
the guy they wasn't talking about when he was there. And so who when he, he who did he play with in Kentucky? He was there I with I don't really remember him like that. Uh he was there with uh uh Jeff Teague and those guys. Not Jeff Teague, uh the other Teague, uh, uh his brother, Jeff Teague's brother. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh and those guys, uh I can't remember who the rest was in there with him. Did he play with Randall? Yeah, I think Randall was there too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you, got mm-hmm. you. Yep. It was they was deep. It was like five or six of them winning the first round that year, I think. I think the whole starting five and somebody came out the bench mm-hmm. went to the league, mm-hmm. which is kind of Marquise crazy. Teague. That's what his name, Marquise Teague. Yeah. Okay, I remember that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Book. Shout out to Chris Paul. Man, speaking of college, bro, but you – now, uh, I got to kind of touch on Baylor, the championship. Bro. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, so as a, I feel like as a high school coach, like that type of defense, I feel like that's like a coaching dream, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. is that what you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when that's uh, like film you so to your to your players. Yeah, bro. man. When when Maceo blocked that shot, you know he he saved that loose ball and he sprints across the baseline, goes to the other opposite corner, he made it and blocked and blocked the shot on the opposite corner. I was like, dude, that is the effort that keeps you on the floor, and that is the effort that every coach loves to have. Oh, really? And it was, it was, I mean, and then just to see it from coming from Baylor, you know, through all this stuff that's happened in the past, uh, you know, the, the out of off the off the field, off the court stuff, and to see it come from Baylor, and it and it just, it was it was great, man, just to watch it from the start to finish. Even though they, we basically single handedly. Just took Gonzaga out of their game plan. I mean, it was still Damn. great to watch. They looked helpless, bro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes it be like that when you <laughs> when you play somebody good, that good man. You just like, well, we tried to point A, point B, point C. I, you know, just ain't our night. And so I felt like uh, that defensive pressure and then the way Baylor shoots the basketball just it just it, it warmed unfair. down. It was unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm used to seeing that type of defense at any level, like even high school. Like you're not gonna see it in the NBA like that. Bro. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, that's and when you go and watch one of them practices, the way they play is just how they practice. That same intensity. That's what makes them so good. It's just a carbon copy. So it's just easy for them when they transition to the to the game. So they bullying each other in practice like that. Oh yeah, they compete with each other. You know what I'm saying? It's it's fun to watch. Like when I get a chance to go over there and watch them, check them out. You know, I just if I could video it, I would. But you know, I just I'm just there and just and just learning and, and you know and and get taking something from the practices and stuff like that. But that intensity is the exact same way. It's crazy. Ain't, mm-hmm. ain't no mistake, man. You know, practice how you play, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. bro. So like, you got a preference over the NBA uh, over NCAA or like? I feel like the NBA is a little more predictable. But I kind of like that. I, I love watching college basketball. Yeah, same. I will, I will pass up on the NBA game to watch a college basketball game. I don't care if it's James Madison versus Prairie View, whoever it is. I mean, <clears throat> I prefer to watch college basketball because those, those dudes play so hard. You know, no, no, yeah, no disrespect to the NBA dudes, but I just feel like kids need to watch college basketball because those, that's what those guys are, are just, they do, you know, they do all the stuff that you want them to do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it, when you get to the NBA, you know, it's more of a one-on-one game, you know, yeah. a lot of ski. It's some ski, it's definitely scheme to it, but I'm saying as far as LeBron and those guys, more of a one-on-one game. And um, and they pick their spots yeah. where they kind of go hard. They kind of mm-hmm. take, you know, chill a little bit. Yeah, I mean, 82 games, that's a lot of games. Oh, yeah, up top. They're on top, you know, in the playoffs, you're playing the best out of seven, you know. I ain't going to say it's impossible to give, give it 100% each possession. 
But you know, you do gotta kind of conserve. Yeah. Yeah, the last moments of the game. Yeah, you're talking about flights and back-to-backs, and, you know, I can only imagine how everybody's feeling with all that type of stuff. Man, you know, and, even, even playing AAU, just playing back-to-back games and stuff like that. Yeah, I can only been, imagine. Like, <laughs> you know. You know, your knees hurt between games. You got to <laughs> overstretch. Yeah, 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 man. It's, it's crazy. But now, no, no disrespect to the NBA, but I, like I said, I just – NBA now, too many guys argue with officials. Um, that's uh, that slows the game down a little bit for for me. I just like to, I like the pace of college basketball. Then, like I said, I just like to see the difference. Cause more and more so, I mean NBA runs sets and plays and stuff like that. But it's just I don't know. It's just something about it. The, the, the college game is so much close to the high school game, basically. Oh yeah, definitely. And so, man. Like, you know what's crazy? I kind of sometimes I feel, I find myself liking JUCO better than all of them. It depends yeah. on what game it is. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember yeah. playing AFCC. Like, I, I seen like point guards who probably kill people in, in D one levels just kinda of looking yeah. like you remember Shannon at M C C Yeah, you mean like <laughs> Unreal. Shannon was unreal. Yeah, Shannon, bro. That's probably like he might be one of the best players I've seen in person. Like yeah. you know, I've seen a lot of you know, a lot of I ain't get to see Mario Kenzie, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of older people, but like Shannon, he probably the one where I was like, Can't anybody touch him like that. Is is Juco ball so is unappreciated. Oh, definitely. I mean, like you said, it's dogs there, it's guys there that you know, are there for many different reasons. But when you talk about JUCO level basketball, I mean, shh, there's some JUCO teams that can compete with, you know, some top tier teams that probably, you know. And But it's just that that pace is unreal, you know. Uh, I, just, I love going to watch MCC. Of course, I used to go watch you and your brother. Uh, and then, you know, I spent my two years there uh, as Gil's uh, student, <clears throat> student manager. So it was, you know, I got to see a lot of different players, you know, dudes yeah. that – that was like twelfth on the bench, and they get an opportunity to go play somewhere else just because they could shoot a basketball a little bit, or they could block a shot, or they could rebound a little bit. Absolutely, bro. Like, if, you know, if you kind of, you know, if you want to kind of put JUCO in perspective, you know, just everybody who can't make D one because of grades, they got to go somewhere. They, mm-hmm. go to, they go to an MCC or, you know, a Temple, mm-hmm. wherever. You know, Pierre Jackson came out of the JUCO. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Jay Crowder. Yeah, Jay Crowder. Uh, Nick Van Exel, uh-huh. old school guy there. Uh, David Wesley, he came out of a JUCO. With the Baylor? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, I think Jimmy Butler went JUCO before he went to Marquette, I think. I think he went somewhere in Texas, too. He went to Tomball, went to Tomball High School. Talking about high school? Mm-hmm. What Juco you go to, though? I can't remember. I can't remember. I know he went to talk about Juco. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't remember where he went, but he. I think he went Juco before he went to Marquette. Was it Blaine? I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember, but it, yeah, it's, I mean, you can, the list go on with me. Uh, Birdman, you know, he went from Blaine to the NBA. Oh. Uh, you know okay. what I'm saying? So, I mean. He got, he got two rings on. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, some, it's been some dudes that get in that thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, um, the microwave to play for the Pistons. You know, he played at MCC. Vinnie Johnson? Yeah. Okay. And then he went to Baylor, and then he goes on to play for the Pistons for years. So, I mean, it's a Juco ball can, can prep you for for some big-time hoops. So, yeah, I, I love watching Juco basketball, especially around here and in the Metroplex areas. A lot of good Juco's up there, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, and I enjoy it whenever I was able to watch a little bit of the tournament um, Went to the national tournament. Uh, I can't think of the JUCO right now. Uh, Ranger, a lot of a couple of my partners are on that staff, and they went down there to the national <clears throat> championship game, and that was that was pretty cool too. Same man, it's like 
You've been to Ranger before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how they get players involved. <laughs> I was at the bathroom. We went to the bathroom there. They ain't had nothing to separate the, the toilet. I'm like, bro, how y'all, how y'all recruit players here, bro? But, like, you know, shout out to Ranger. Like, I don't know how they do it, but, you know, y'all made it to the national championship. But that, that's Juco life, though. That no, nah, that's the point. Because, like, uh, me and Earl, we went to FCC, so we kind of went to the most – Top tier JUCOs in the oh yeah, and spring and all that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made a spoiled decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's some it's some other JUCOs that got it pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I definitely think, in my opinion, that's me probably being biased too. That MCC is one of the top fifteen JUCOs as far as facilities wise in in the country. I think absolutely. And I mean, just a couple of other ones uh, around here. Uh, Went viewed Mountain View Junior College with one of one of uh, one of my players, Marcus, and uh, and I was impressed with that. I mean, okay. with, their, with their facilities and how everything was just right there. Like you could literally walk in one building and stay in that building to, for all your classes and everything right there. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool too. It was one of the nicest JUCOs I've seen as well. Speaking of Marcus, uh, I, ain't, I ain't talked to Coach Willis uh, since this episode, uh, but has he figured out where he's going to go yet? He hasn't figured out yet. I know he's still weighing a couple options. Uh, I actually asked about that today, and uh, so he's weighing a couple options. I saw today he got a couple more uh, offers from two NAIA schools. So, uh, yeah, so I think he's going to uh, – hopefully he'll be making a decision pretty soon. Uh, he bet on the opportunity to play, play in the hoops. Uh, in, Multi-sport athlete, you know, yeah. and so you get an opportunity to do it. Cause got options. Well, yeah, yeah. So happy for him, and uh, hopefully he makes the decision for us. You know, that best suits him. You know, I don't want him to make any regrets as far as you know where I should have went there. Hopefully he does what he what he what he wants and makes the right decision, whatever that may be. You know, that's you've been in that situation before, like you said. You got to make it. You got to make a decision for yourself, and so. Uh, I look I look forward to him, you know, whatever decision he makes, as well as all the other guys that we've had, you know, make decisions these past, shoot, uh, four or five years. And just especially this year, we had 22, 23 guys that signed to go play somewhere. So it's been. You know, Carp told me about that. Yeah. I'm like, dang, bro, like, LaVega came a long way, bro. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a testimony. It ain't no kind. It's a testimony to guys like yourself and your brother that go to those places and do and y'all take care of y'all business. Um, it gives us an opportunity when that coach comes back into the gym or that coach comes back to the turf uh, and he say, hey, I want this kid. Well, you know, your school can come back. You know, MCC can come back or um, and, and many other schools that, that has probably would never came back through the doors have come back because we got guys, you know, taking care of their business. Like Baylin Ware, he's at UTPB. Um, Brandon Benson did his thing at SMU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waheed Muhammad did his thing at Tulsa. So those guys, they take care of their business, and so those schools come back and they come show us love. And so we appreciate that type of stuff, man. Because you I mean you know you went there. I mean it's some good, it's some good guys there. You know, oh, you know yeah. we take care of our business. Absolutely. You know, so it is what it is. Absolutely, man. So we, <clears throat> we talk about we pretty much talked about every level in basketball. You know, from NBA to NCAA, JUCO. You know, I kind of want to touch on something else too. Uh, how you feel about AAU, bro? I don't really like AAU like that, but you know, I, I see the, I see the, uh, the need for it just to get the exposure to colleges and stuff like that, man. But like, as far as, you know, like a lot of adults had a handout. You know, it's just a money grab for them. I think it's kind of you know, 
Not what it could be, but what mm. you what you feel about the AU circuit? I'm with it as as long as those those guys are with it for the kids. That makes sense. Yeah. Like as long as they good with it for the kids and not with it for, you know, I don't know the money or uh, uh, publicity or whatever it may be. I'm with it. Excuse me. As long as they with it for the kids, um, I think. I think it's, it's. I think it's. It gives our. It gives our kids an extra opportunity to to, to showcase their skills. Yeah. You know, outside of um, school uh, basketball, um, high school basketball. So. Um, I think it's I think it's uh it's beneficial and it's needed, you know. And like I said, those guys, hats off to those guys that are in it for the right reasons. Yeah. Uh I mean, you know, get getting some of those kids out of tough situations, you know. Uh, I'm shoot, I'm I'm all for them, you know, those type of dudes, you know. Um so any other ones that's not, you know, I'm I mean I'm just speaking on AU, select, you know, whatever it may be, you know, it's you know, if they're not in there for that reason, you know, what you're in it for? You know what I'm saying? It's all about the kids. You know, it's just, just like for us. It's, it's about the kids, man. Yeah. Gonna, you know? We're going to get to that phrase in just a second. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, um, like to the AU. Do you think it's necessary for, uh, to, for you to become a better player to go to the AU route? Or, or becoming a better player come from hours at the gym and over gym and stuff like that? You, you think AU is good for development? I think I think it just depends on the kid. Uh, okay. I heard I heard a, a statement that Trey Young never played any AAU basketball. That is interesting. I heard, I, I, I heard that I, on ESPN, I believe he never played any AAU basketball outside of his high school. He would just train. Uh, I think his dad trained him, and he went to another trainer. Um, I think it just and I've heard this of several other college basketball players that have done that uh, when you when you see them. Uh, but Trey Young is the one that stand, stood out to me. Because I was like, man, Trey Young never played AAU. Yeah. So I mean, I just I just think it's kind of depends. You know, you don't, you know, and I, like for myself, you know, with uh, my youngest son, I got a decision to make. I got, you know, when he gets over here, how much how much hoops you want him to play, you know. Um, and so it just I think it come down to that. I mean, it, they get to you know that live period. They get to show that showcase their skills in front of many coaches, uh, colleges, um, but. At the end of the day, I mean, it, I think it just come down to what, how, as a parent, how much hoops or how much baseball and select you want the child to play. And um, if it's beneficial to them, shoot, let them rock out. If not, you know what I'm saying? But still give them some time to to uh, enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, that's crazy. So I wonder how Trey Young made it to Oklahoma if he didn't have like a no, no AU type of exposure. Did he go to different camps? I think yeah, he went to. I think he went to camp. First of all, he always wanted to go to OU, from what I heard. Oh, okay. So I think he went to a couple of different camps, uh, like I said, and then now, like I said, never played any AAU. And then next thing you know, shoot, you know, OU's on him. Then once you get one, they just come, you know. And so I think uh, he was able to. Uh, benefit from it, uh, and I want to say it was a former. Now that I think about, it, I want to say it was a former OU player that may have trained him a little bit too. Uh, but I can't, like I said, I can't. You know, I don't know for sure. But that just stood out to me when I heard it on TV. I was like, man, Trey Young ain't didn't play no AU. That was, I was that's like, crazy. that's crazy. That's crazy. And uh, but he's a gym rat. He's a gym rat. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Like just the way he played in the league. You know, 
jerk between people's legs, and like, <laughs> you know, he get a shot off. Like, how tall is he? Like five? They say they say six foot six one, but I don't believe it. Yeah, I look like he's about five eleven, five ten. But the point is, as short as short as he is, he can do whatever he want on the court. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty dope to see. Knock out New York. You know, the Knicks, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised they made to the playoffs, man. The Cowboys got a chance now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Dak going to uh, come back a little, come back healthy and be ready to, yeah, to do some work in yeah. there. So you're obviously a Cowboy fan since you just said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Waco, Texas, man, so you got to be, gotta be a Cowboy fan. Uh, grew up a Cowboy fan. I also like the New England Patriots, so those have been the two. Now, do you like Tom Brady or do you like the Patriots? You know, I used to, I was a two, I was a New England Patriots fan when Drew Bledsoe was there. Oh, okay. You really, Curtis okay. Martin, Terry Glenn, them type dudes. Yeah, I was I was so when Tom Brady was there, I was already rocking with New England. You see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Right. the young Ty Law and all those guys. I remember Ty Law. Yeah, Rodney Harrison and those dudes. I was already Terry yeah. yeah, yep, yep. So. When when Brady was there, I was like, "Yo, it's it's rocking, it's rocking now." Yeah, I came up on MJ in football, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Speaking of MJ, by the way, I'm we kind of all over the place, but you know we're gonna keep going. But uh, MJ and LeBron, man, like, what your? I don't really like the comparison like that. But what's your what's your perspective on it? One A, one B, one C. One A, MJ. Okay. One B, Kobe. One C, LeBron. LeBron. I, I, love, I, love, I really love that answer because I feel like everybody kind of sleep on Kobe like he didn't do what he did. But why why Kobe in front of LeBron? Just because that way of that era, you know what I'm saying? Like Kobe patented his game after MJ. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? MJ, uh, you know, he, he had the last dance. He kind of touched based on, you know, his, his brother kind of groomed his game. Then he, you know, he was a fan of Julius Irvin and, some of those guys before him, but MJ was a was a different dog, a different breed. Oh yeah, and, you know I was watching that dance before you got over here just to kind of you know get in my basketball bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead, what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean th- that dude, I've watched that thing the whole ten series like three times. I think I'm on number four. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's uh, but MJ was uh. He was just different, man. It's just uh, the things he did. I mean, like, saw on Twitter he scored, uh, was it 50, 55 points and no threes attempts. So that's all That's all mid-range and layups and free throws, man. And dunks, yeah. Yeah, and dunks. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Um, and then, like I said, Kobe patting after, after MJ and Kobe took it. You know, you can say Kobe took MJ stuff and maybe crafted his a little differently, obviously. And it, <clears throat> the thing that I hate about the comparison between MJ and LeBron, they're two totally different players. Oh, yeah. Kobe, uh, LeBron, I feel like he's more of a like a, a better scoring magic. Yeah, you know absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I, I, think, I, I feel the same way. And like I said, I think he's in his own category. MJ's in his own category. But you slide Kobe right underneath him because Kobe patting after him. You know what I'm saying? Kobe, Kobe mannerism and everything was MJ. Oh, yeah. 2.0. It was just like 2.0. But, you know, you got his airness, you got Mamba, and you got the King. And don't we can't take what LeBron doing for granted. Oh, no, not at all, man. Like, <clears throat> I think when LeBron, when LeBron beat Golden State, 
in the finals in 2016. Oh, it was 15 and 16, one of those two years, man. But he came back for three to one. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, bro, like you can't even. I, I, I think I, I think I lost the motivation to kind of argue against the, the people that you know that die hard LeBron fans at mm-hmm. that point. And then you know what he did last year, you know, under COVID and all mm-hmm. that. And, mm-hmm. You know, I can't sleep on none of that. You know, everybody gonna bring up the Miami Heat um, loss against Dallas that one time. Yeah, they gonna hang that over his head the whole career. But I yeah. think, you know, you gotta give him his flowers while he's still here. Cause That's he, absolutely. He absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, I mean, you talking about a dude that comes straight out of high school with all the hype and delivered. Lived up to every... Every expectation. You know what I'm saying? Succeeded. Yeah, yeah. But when you talk about those three dudes, MJ never lost in the big moment. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's the thing that separates them. Like, you know, you, when LeBron goes to the finals, you, feel, you still feel like it's like, a, all right, he might... He might not come through like mm-hmm. he did in the past, but mm-hmm. but LeBron, he's like a. I'm like I'm putting the whole house on him. Yeah, right, yeah, right. You know, so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even with Kobe, like I'm a, like a big Kobe fan when he was here because I was a Boston Celtics fan. But like just just kind of being against Kobe as a Boston Celtics fan, I I'm gonna just come from a perspective of you know the the opposing team with Kobe playing against. Like every shot he shot in the fourth quarter, like your heart just kind of just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I lost money because he and because of him in the finals that one year. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kobe and MJ when they had the ball, you just you had like you said you held your breath because you know something crazy was gonna happen. Put your head down. You yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Imagine being a Utah fan and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah, I, I remember watching that game. I was like, I was. With my with my dad and uh, my grandfather watching that game, man, I was like, man, MJ got to make this shot, got to make this. He he knocked that thing down. I was like, and, I, and then you know, I always hear, you know, this might be the last time we see MJ in the Bulls jersey. And I was like, man, I hope not. You know, as a kid, I'm like, man, I hope not. But he was done, and then he came back with the Wiz. And then we came back with the Wiz, man. You know, old, out of shape, and still, st- and still dropped twenty, 20 a game. Plus a game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's difficult to do. And I bet that's difficult to do in the NBA, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, just the average, like, 10 right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, shout out to everybody in the league, you know? It's more percent. But not even, probably less than that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, let's kind of switch to the coaching side, man. So, all right. So, you know, like, a, a lot of, in the NBA, like, when a team not successful, that's, that's like, the first thing, to, the first person to go is the coach. Mm-hmm. Like the coach can miss a free throw, or like they can, you mm-hmm. know, get mm-hmm. beat on defense. Right, man. So, what, you feel like the players are getting uh, held accountable enough in the league right now? Uh, I think, I think the the owner uh, tries to, you know, if if they put a, if they put a great team together, or if they feel like they put a great team together, for example, like the Milwaukee Bucks. Before I came over to do the podcast. I was hearing that Bootholzer was on the hot seat if you know if he don't win, and I'm thinking to myself, "You're not beating Brooklyn, what dude. Guy? It's like seven Olympic dudes on the basketball team. Exactly. Like how you, how, what do you expect? Now, yes, game two, Giannis didn't come play. Whatever, Rick Freak, he didn't come. I mean, he didn't he didn't have his game like he had game one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, uh, I mean, a lot of different factors go into that, I'm sure, you know, on the NBA side of it. But I was thinking to myself, like, man, you, you got to look at the situation, what you're going up against. You're going up against seven Olympic dudes, and then three of those dudes are unreal and still in their proms. Probably the best scorers that ever touched the basketball in the league. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just these dudes are walking 30 points. I mean, each, each one of them. Each one of them. And then you, then you add Blake. I don't care what nobody say. Blake Griffin, he still can ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, you know, people kind of sleep. He used to average on like average like 20 and 10. 10, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That that first year in, in Detroit when he was on like a torn meniscus, dude had fifty in the end of game one and won the game on one leg, you know shooting shooting jump shots. So I was like, but, but I mean that part of the NBA I think will never go away. They will always look to point the finger at the coach. Yeah, and you know especially when they when they put together a team like the Bucks or they put together a team like uh. Who <clears throat> coaches they guess got rid of? Well, that's the, the that was the Pacers. They got rid of their coach because they you know, they didn't do what they did before the bubble. I mean, but you talking when they got rid of Nate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I'm glad he bounced back with Atlanta. Yeah, right he, he did a good job with Atlanta Hawks. I mean, yeah, I played. I felt like he should have kept his gig. Yeah, he, oh, Trailblazers is what I'm thinking about. Terry Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he <clears throat> he didn't. I didn't think he needed to be be fired. I mean, no, no, like you got you know. If Dame, if Dame scoring 50-plus and, you know, and losing, I mean, you know, you probably give some of the blame to the coach, but, you know, you got to look at, you know, CJ, you got to look at Nurk. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, I mean, it is what it is. That's that's the that's the, that's the how they do it in the league, man. It's like they take the easy way out. Like, you know, put it all on the coach. Mm-hmm. And then, then they're going to blow it all the way up at most points anyway. You know, sometimes it don't need to be blown up in my opinion, but I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of watching it, so. Man, like, it's only so much you can do, like, you know, you, you got, you know, for the past couple of years, you had to go up against Golden State, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Houston when CP3 was there. <laughs> yeah. You know. The Alab City, them Clippers when they was. No, the West, been, it's the Wild Wild West for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now the East is kind of. Now, East, yeah, East is getting a lot better, more competitive over there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let me uh, let me translate that to you know coaching to the lower levels, like in high school and stuff like that, and AAU. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So <clears throat> that's another thing. Like when the, when the teams win, it's always because of the players. But let y'all let y'all take an L in third overtime, my boy. <laughs> The coach needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah, man. So like, but let's kind of talk about let's kind of talk about let's uh, kind of talk about that for a second, man. Like, what you think? Let me see how to ask this, man, without being offensive to anybody. Let's see. All right. So, do you think the you think the players of high school got to be held accountable as well? Like, they too young. They too young. Okay. They too young. Um, it's, it's, it's all the way on us. They too young. Um, they, you know, they, they still growing. They still trying to find themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you, that's, that's two totally different things. Okay. <clears throat> but as far as, you know, the high school level, you know, you, you, you know, everybody feels like, you know, you're not doing something right or you could do this better or they could have did it better. And, you know, um, 
you just got to, as a coach, you just got to tune that, that stuff out, the negativity out, you know. And just come with it. And just come with it, you know. You, you and your staff just keep working, you know. Um, I just told mine, you know, just, you know, if we just going to keep, we just going to go to work. That's all we can do, you know. We ain't going to. Control what you control. Yeah, yeah. We ain't going to worry about who's saying this and that, you know. We're going to be here, you know what I'm saying. And, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's wins and losses, you know. Uh, coach that coached both of us. That told me a long time ago when I was, and I was actually when I was an assistant when your the year we went to state with your senior year, mm-hmm. and he told me he said players win, coaches lose, and at that time I didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Until we got further and further along in the season, with you guys we was twenty six and zero, and people were started was was still talking. You know we wasn't doing enough, or we should have did this. We beat somebody by twenty. We should have beat them by fifty. You know, everybody's got a, you know got their opinions, but at the end of the day, man, you know, <laughs> our job as coaches um, is to you know make sure those guys are prepared, and that's what I try to do, and that's what I make sure we do as a staff um, is make sure we put the best game plan on the table mm-hmm. and rock with it. And if if it works, when it works, good. Uh, it's a saying I, I had every every game say. What we going in this game doing? I said, we're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. If this don't work, we're going to get on the bus and we're going to come home. Yeah. If, if it work, we're going to get on the bus and we're going to come home. So either way it goes, we still going to get on this bus and come home. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so we can't we can't worry about what the outsiders, you know, they're going to point the finger. And they always think they can point the finger. And, uh, you know, I, that's when you jump into this profession, you got to be able to be prepared for that, you know. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's Hall of Fame coaches. You know, they just – they get still, you know, all, case in point, when Duke had a down year this year, on Twitter, first thing he said, oh, Coach K needs to be fired. Coach K needs to retire. Right. Do you, you check his resume? <laughs> this is a, it's a Hall of Famer, man, you know. You know, uh, so, and like I said, we don't, we can't worry about that. We just got to handle our business and prepare the kids. But you, the kids, you know, they, 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 they still trying to find themselves as a player, as a as a as a man, as a woman. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's just two totally different things when you talk about, um, you know, holding them accountable. You know, it's just just let like I said, I just let my guys know at the loss. You know, this is what you know. This is where we where we got hurt. This is where they beat us and how they got to us. And you know, we just got to adjust. Just correct next time. Yeah. yeah, correct it and go about our business the next yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two. You know. Two tough, two years in a row, we get to the regional quarterfinals and lose by a point. Man, I was hurt by that China Spring game, too, man. I was like, like I was in the midway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. But that dude, that dude with China Spring, he the truth, though. Like, yeah, yeah. He can play, man. He can play. He can play. Been coaching against that dude since he was in seventh grade. So, you know, I didn't I seen I didn't seen him uh, progress, and it's been – it's been crazy to watch him progress, as well as mine, the ones that I coach, but mm-hmm. to progress. But he, uh, man, he's he just kept adding stuff to his bag, and that's um, that's one of the hardest guys to compl- to to uh, make a game plan for. Um, yeah, you got to make it difficult as possible. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, th- I, and I can tell you, the two probably, yeah, he's that's the hardest game plan. He's one of the hardest ones I've I've, I've had to. Uh, Trey Snell, it's another kid. Yeah, another that. lefty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that was that was tough to game plan for. Um, as an assistant, that Silsby team we played, whenever same man, <laughs> you see, yeah, man, that was. Uh, I just remember we were watching that film, and it was like, Coach, I don't know if we got the foot speed to keep up with these dudes, and 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 so you remember, man, them dudes was quick. Let me tell you, bro. Like I'm, I'm kind of giving from my perspective. I never, I never talked about it on this podcast, but like, so before the game, you know, having kind of talked about you know the film and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all downplayed, like, downplayed Sealsby at all, but, like, I think y'all said everybody was over, under six foot or something like that. Right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, we finna kill these niggas, right? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I, uh, I remember one, spe- like, one specific play. They had a dude with a headband. You know, he yeah. he, was, like, he, caught me, he caught me out on the perimeter. He started dribbling between the legs backwards. Like, he finna, like, you know, come towards me and make a move. I started getting nervous because, like, they, they were blown by everybody the rest of the game. Yeah. I, I guess my moment came up to kind of get my, get my business on. <laughs> like, <laughs> he made a move. Uh, next thing I know, I was still at the three-point line. And I just looked back, and he was at, already at the goal. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I said, if we'd have lost that game, well, I'd have been like, oh, you know what, bro? You know, it ain't nothing we can do what it is. <laughs> and the, the, crazy, the crazy thing is they was beating us by like 13 or 15 in the half time. Yeah, it was by 15. I think like in the fourth quarter, like it was like 13 or something like that. Yeah, we had double to, digits. For yeah, at halftime it was double digits. And then I think we got it down to like nine in the fourth. I still don't know how we won that game. Well, the, you know, we couldn't we couldn't keep up with them in the fourth quarter. Uh, they started stalling. Right? Yeah, they started stalling. And then. You guys, you long guys start, you know, the court shrunk for us. Uh-huh. And so you guys start getting your fingertips on balls, and we were going the other way, getting layups and then ones. And I was like, yo, we got a chance at this thing now. And so then I think we wound up taking the lead with like five minutes left in the fourth. And I, and I just remember Coach saying at halftime, he said, we can just chip at it and never get the lead. I think we can. He said, I think we can win it because then we can slow the game down and pound it inside. And that's exactly what we did. And then. Uh, shoot, man. Uh, microwave. We called it microwave. Uh, Marcus Evans got got hot that yeah. game, and uh, then of course you and Austin did y'all thing. Uh, so it was, and then Trey wasn't healthy that game. Uh, he uh, he was sick. He was. Cause had the longest sickness of all time. Yeah, he had, he couldn't get over the flu, man. Yeah, COVID before COVID. Yeah, he was. It wore him down, and that when when he was when he was wore down with that, we knew it was gonna be tough. To, uh, because you know, Trey, Trey's, Trey's like he was like he was like I Chris Paul, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, just gonna do whatever need to be done. So. Yeah, he definitely the glue guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. I don't think I watched that Sylvie film ever since. I was like, man, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna take this victory. And <laughs> that was that was fun though. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. But like I said, every you know. Uh, this is this has been fun, uh, being in this in this position, uh, in this transition. My first, I think my first game coaching was when I coached you guys in that tournament your freshman year, and you had forty against my head. Remember that? And you fouled out at at La Vega. Hey, that was that was crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah. Talk, I, mm-hmm. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Forty in that game. That was that was a fun game too. That was my first game when you you was on. Uh, I sure did find out. That was your freshman year. You was on the JV at that time. I think yeah. we had combined the teams. No, we we combined. Uh, I had moved back down to freshman because I wasn't gonna play time up, up in varsity. So. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. That was a fun game, though. 
Yeah, I just I just remember I was like, dude, this, you couldn't miss a shot in that, in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and I was like, you filling it up. Yeah, yeah, I think you had like I think they said fifteen in halftime. Next thing you know, you were going crazy in that second half, and you found out. And I was like, man, but that was that's that's when I knew I was like, man, I I think I might be able to be able to do this, man. Yeah. Because you know? uh, I don't know if you remember, Cody was sitting on the bench with us when the game started. Really. Yeah, because that was my first time. Okay. My first time coaching. So I was like, you all right? I was, like, I was a little nervous. I ain't going to lie to you. I was a little nervous. My first game coaching the team. It's first time everything. You know. yeah. yeah. And so I was a little nervous. And I was like, yo, coach, just sit on the bench with me. And so I got going. Uh, I had coached y'all in that uh, select uh, tournament, too. Uh, when, when they had all the select teams. And we played at, like, Waco. Like, at prime look, time tournament? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so, but that's different than being in. High school, Probably. and so when yeah. I was, you know, I was on me, so I, man, I was nervous. I was like, man, I'm like, yo, coach, just sit on this bench with your boy. <laughs> and so he was like, all right, I'm here, I'm here. And so he was first quarter. I remember he was like, just relax. He was in my ear the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, coach, I got you. And so he's like, just make sure you, hey, you might want to get a sub here, right here, blah 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 blah. And he was talking to me, and the next thing I know, <clears throat> first quarter ended. We break out, and he he gone. He's like, hey, I'll be right back. Like, you know, never came back. Never came back. <laughs> and so, no yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and then I was like, Coach, where'd you go? He said, Man, he said you were doing what, exactly what you needed to do. He said you didn't need me no more. You just, I was just there for confidence. Mm-hmm. And so, at that point, that's when I was like, Okay, maybe I can do this. And so then, the next thing you know, we, we, I think we wound up getting second in that tournament or something like that. So I was like, Yeah, man, it's. This might be this might be McCauley. Yeah, might be right. McCauley. So. Oh, yeah, so that's where, that's where you kind of figured out that that double head game. You was like, all right, this one. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I was I was nervous I'll get out before they going into that game because <laughs> I was uh, I was actually filling in for Jay Clark because uh, he he went to he had to go somewhere. He went out of town mm-hmm. or something, and he's like, hey, I need you to coach. And I was like, what? You know, I was like, Ugh. so we had one practice with y'all. And the next thing you know. I'm coaching and I was man, I was nervous wreck, but I'm glad he did me like that because I probably wouldn't be here today if oh, it yeah. wasn't. Mm-hmm. Sink or swim. Yeah, actually, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, man. So it kind of fast forward, bro. You came the head coach of the Vega, bro. Like, yeah. I'm proud of you. Actually, like, <laughs> appreciate you know, it. I remember. I remember like when we uh, all lost the regionals. Your senior year, you was crying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was. Crying. I was kind of hurt for y'all. You know? mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was, I was pretty good. That was good for me to kind of be exposed to the regional atmosphere too. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And you know, fast forward to when I became senior in 2012, mm-hmm. went there. I think it was kind of familiar with it to me already. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man. So like, state championship is that the goal? Always. Yeah. Always. Every year is the goal. Um, you know, we just, <laughs> we just try to prepare to. You know, to get it to get it done, try to get it done. Uh, I feel like, um, you know, we always got to put it as a goal. You know, if you don't put it as, if you don't put it as a goal, is you're selling yourself short. So every year we put it as a goal um, and try to get there any way possible. Um, it's just it's tough getting there. You know, um, that's another that's another thing I wanted to ask you, bro. Because like you know, kind of go through that journey and make it to the state. It's like super difficult to stay focused as a player, bro. Like, you know, how how hard is it for you as a coach to kind of keep the players kind of tunnel vision into that type? Of- yeah, yeah, it's it's tough because um, being in their shoes uh, before, 
I know what you mean about the tone of, you know, I know what you mean about, you know, you your mind's all over the place, but you got to, they got to preach that one game at a time mentality because if you don't, they'll start overlooking, you know, um, round one, trying to get to round three or round four because they see the possible opponent that they're going to play. And, uh, you know, we, we don't take anybody uh, lightly. We don't take, you know, we don't overlook anybody. And I don't I make sure as a staff, we, we make sure, we, you know, we we on top of them and say, look, man, don't worry about uh, if we playing Tuesday. Don't worry about Friday. You know, right now. worry about now. One and oh, that's how we're trying to be right now. And so um, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's the main thing with the kids is try to keep them – Focused, and if you you know if they can if you can keep them focused, you got a you got a good chance of going into a playoff game and winning it. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So you know, it, 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 even if you know, I'm not saying that that's the that's the uh, blueprint, but you know, it's that's you got to keep them focused and keep their mind, and you got to keep everything with our kids. We got to keep everything consistent, like nothing off script. You know what I'm saying? Your itinerary got to be the same for our kids. You yeah, know what I'm saying? If they see anything different, they're going to want to know, oh, wait a minute, coach. Why are we doing this differently today? We didn't do that last last game, you know, and they'll ask you, you know. You sound like parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, that's 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 one of the big things about it is just trying to keep it consistent and keep them uh, – uh, to keep them under the, the wraps of knowing that, you know, everything is going to be the same every every time. So, don't make the game bigger than what it is, basically. Absolutely, man. So, I definitely um, I definitely like highlighting coaches on that uh, show, bro, because, you know, I kind of got a whole different perspective on, uh, you know, just kind of looking from afar now as a grown-up. Mm-hmm. You, don't really, you don't really appreciate coaches as a player like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of go – you know, all the hours you put in the field, mm-hmm. you know, all the backlash you get from the parents and social media today, you know, you got to mm-hmm. go through all that, man. So, you know, as a player, former player, I appreciate what you're doing for the kids, bro. Appreciate so, it. Absolutely, man. So, you got anything, you know, you got anything, what, how like Cinco, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Cinco is Cinco, man. Cinco. Smooth with the left. I yeah. See, I see <laughs> yeah, he he grind like no other. Like today, he had uh, he had yeah some swim lessons today. After we well, we he's doing swim lessons this week, and when he finished swim lessons, we go to we go get it in and get in the, either whether it's the gym. Or we in the sand pit, or we also in some grass working on footwork, or you know yeah. catching the football, you know, whatever it may be. I don't care, you know, what his path is. If it's hoops, if it's baseball, if it's football, if it's swimming, whatever it may be. Yeah. Long as you, as long as they go pay for your school, man. <laughs> Take advantage of it, but uh. So yeah, nah, he uh, he loves it. He gonna he get a chance to go to the Baylor camp this this month. And rock out in there, so this will be his second second time going. So he always enjoys it, mingling with the players, uh, the current players that are on the Baylor team, former players, and then, like I said, just going out there competing and having fun. So got you. Yeah, but uh, like I said, man, I, I'm I'm proud of what you're doing right. with this podcast, man. Uh, uh, and, you know, you with your family and everything like that. As a as a coach, you know, we always, you know, I tell my guys. When you're done playing for me, I want to know that you, you're you're gonna be a good father, a good husband, yeah. whatever it may be, you know. 
and uh, you're doing the, what you need to. You're moving in the right direction. I'm proud of you. I really appreciate yeah. it, man. Absolutely, man. So, uh, you know, I'll be at the games next year. You know, Lord willing, COVID restrictions going to be – I try to pull up one of y'all games, but I kind of got turned away at the county <laughs> game. So, you know, hopefully this upcoming year it'll be a little different. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It, uh, that, that ticket situation, man, was crazy. <laughs> as, a, as a coach and, and, and as a fan, I can only imagine. But I hope it is, uh, you know, we make some adjustments and, you know, start allowing more fans in or, the, or all fans in, rather. Yeah. So, if so, it'll be – hopefully we'll have a good year and try to – Put something together, man. See if we can win some games. All right, great. I'm definitely gonna pull up, bro. And uh, I might pull up at a practice. And I'm a little more prepared next time you put me on the spot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hey, you want to say something to the kids? <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Up there studying. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always want former dudes to come through and you know just, just uh, t- talk your wisdom, what you, what you've been through, and what you know, pass on some knowledge to those guys, cause. They want to be. They want to be in your shoes. You know. Yeah. And they see. You know, I think your picture's still up in the locker room. Matter of fact, when you, your MCC photo and your brothers, and, uh, Jordan Glenn, Coach, Coach Clark, my assistant, uh, Ken Folk. Shout out to Jordan Glenn. He'll come yeah. on the podcast at some point too. So. Yeah, yeah, man. Get him on here too, man. So yeah, that those I keep. We keep those up there for a reason because those you guys. I mean, they see that they want. They want their photo up there. So and we want to be able to add to it. Most definitely. All right, ready, man. So that's this week for the uh, for the Boyko Willie podcast. Celebrate Black Excellence. And uh, if you want to stay tapped into the podcast, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, they don't really, you know, let my post get out to everybody. So if you want to stay tapped into the podcast, text Waco to 254-271-1806. I'm going to be marketing the podcast through that primarily, you know. Uh, the real supporters, they're going to get the inside scoop of everything coming up. Uh, yeah, we're going to continue to build organically that way, man. So, Coach Carwright, appreciate you for coming on. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely, man. Wake Up Willie Podcast, we out. Peace. <laughs>